everyone. Welcome to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, signings, all that great stuff. I love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, really excited to have Dan Durney on the line today. Um, he is a franchise development over at Franmaster, and I learned something new today that CFE, he holds this amazing designation, um, stands for Certified uh, Franchise Executive. Um, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to uh, the chat today. Hey, so I'm uh, definitely interested, and we're going to get really into franchises um, and the nuts and bolts of it because it's super interesting, and I, I, I have a couple of questions that I've been wanting to ask somebody with your experience in franchising, and finally I have you on the line. Um, but that being said, before we get into that, let's just, uh, let's just start with your background. How did you get started as an, as an entrepreneur and in business? Well, as far back as I can remember, I would say probably when I was uh, 18 years old, um, I started out selling, I was living in Arizona and I was selling uh, home conservation kits, water savers, and uh, and actually the first uh, uh, catalog sales thing I did was with Mason Shoes out of Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, and I remember selling some uh, sensible pumps to my friend's mother and I thought, wow, this is going to be <laughs> Uh, and then, um, and then I uh, went to work for Corporate America uh, with uh, Egghead Software, uh, which goes back uh, 1987, uh, 82 to 87. And then uh, was uh, with a number of different software uh, companies um, over the years. So I really, I'm kind of a corporate refugee, but uh, was involved with some newer companies. So it was kind of entrepreneurial in in that we were getting. Uh, to launch a new, uh, you know, like start some startup companies or some new divisions uh, in the companies I worked for, but it was still uh, in corporate America. So um, what kind of advice would you give to, the, let's just say you're talking to the new college grad, maybe they're one to a couple years out of college and they're considering going into business for themselves. Maybe they don't have some of those, you know, familial obligations or kids or, you know, things like that so they could take a little bit of risk. Um, what, what kind of advice would you be giving them that are just starting out? Well, if they have a particular uh, eye toward owning their own business, I think it would be advisable to go to work for a small company um, to see how the inner workings go of uh, being an entrepreneur, what you lose sleep over, uh, those type of things, trying to break uh, through to into new markets, et cetera. Um, go work for a, a franchise company. Go work for a startup. Um, sometimes you'll get uh, uh, benefits uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint that would far exceed traditional corporate benefits. I love it. And, you know, I, 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 that's my preference. So a lot of people, they say, you know, this new, new thought process of just started and see what happens or just keep on working harder or there's not, and you know, things will work out if you just continue. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, but you can save it. Maybe, maybe, but you can save yourself a lot of pain if you just learn from some of the mistakes of others that have gone before you, or even better, if you learn and observe some of the things that larger businesses 
have um, have learned through trial and error. I mean, it's such a why not get paid to learn? That's the way I look at it. When you go to school, what happens? You you pay to get your degree. When you go to work for one of these businesses like you're talking about, you're getting paid to learn. Uh, so it's just kind of for me, it's a mindset change that I think a lot of our youth that are just starting out um, haven't had the ability to really grasp or to absorb. They feel like they have to go out and do and reinvent all these things when a lot of times the information is just out there already, um, but they just haven't I would say, been exposed. I would say other than some internship opportunities that colleges uh, by and large do not prepare people for entrepreneurship, having said that, um, there are some universities across the country, including one in Florida, uh, that have uh, entrepreneur courses and actual degrees that you can get in entrepreneurship. Um, so if you're uh, looking at colleges uh, with an eye toward business ownership, uh, then I would uh, take a look at some of those uh, institutions that offer entrepreneurship uh, majors. Great advice, Dan. Um, and let's let's switch it up a bit. I want to talk more about um, what you're doing over at Franmaster. So let's just start with this. Um, what kind of clients do you help, and what do you help them do? So Franmaster is an outsourced franchise recruiting organization. We work typically with emerging franchise brands to help them recruit uh, franchisees into their uh, system to help them uh, grow. Um, we I've was involved with the launch of a franchise many people are familiar with uh, called Massage Envy. Uh, when we started with them 15 years ago, they had four locations. Now they have almost 1,200, and we were involved uh, right at the very beginning helping to uh, recruit uh, what were known then as regional developers, uh, which some may call area representative or master franchising, and that's what I specialize in now. Um, and so I, hel uh, I help uh, a number of franchisors in recruiting uh, new franchisees into their space. I also work with companies who are looking to potentially franchise their business, and if they don't let me talk them out of it, which is what I try to do at the beginning, um, then uh, we put a team together that uh, can help uh, them get all the pieces in place necessary to be able to launch their franchise, and it's not a small list, nor is it inexpensive. No, that's great. I um, Massage Envy, wow, that's amazing. Um, that's third time that's come up this week in terms of conversation. I actually think I need to stop in there now. <laughs> but wow, that's an amazing <laughs> story. From four to uh, from four to uh, twelve hundred stores, and so almost twelve hundred. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, what would be some? So let's say that right now, listening to um to to, to this podcast right now, there's some people out there that have. Um, franchisable ideas and maybe they have a couple of locations and they've just always been curious about, you know, going that route. What would be some of the first things you would tell them to kind of talk them out of it? <laughs> well, the first thing I would say is uh, many people that start a business and then either they have an eye toward franchising it or it mm. is uh, foisted upon them by so many people saying, hey, you should franchise this idea. Mm. Um, they don't understand what the mindset of a franchisor is or needs to be, and that is of changing your focus from whatever it is the business does to uh, whatever it takes to help that franchisee to be successful. That's where the focus needs to change. So if you're someone that has invented the next great pizza concept, uh, if all you think about is what the next combination of ingredients is going to be on your next pizza, versus how to protect the brand, grow the brand, uh, help your franchisees be profitable, 
um, or put someone in place that understands those things as a franchisor, um, then they shouldn't be doing that. And I had a specific example with a guy who uh, has a terrific restaurant uh, with gourmet burgers, just unbelievable through the roof creativity, um, but just couldn't wrap his head around uh, what it would take to be a franchisor and uh, supporting the franchisees, putting the system in place, a lot of the things that uh, he really wasn't doing. Uh, and my number one recommendation to a company who does want to franchise their concept is to create it, not just have an idea, duplicate it, and document it. So do it, duplicate it, and document it. Oh, that's great. Um, great, great advice. Um, and let's, so now let's say that you are, um, you currently have a franchise model and you're thinking about growing it and maybe some things just aren't working and attracting the correct type of, um, franchisees or, um, I believe I'm using the correct word, right? The people that invest in, in franchises are called franchisees, correct? Correct. Uh-huh. I just I just want to make sure I'm, I have the verbiage right. Yep. Um. What what kind of and maybe they've worked with some companies in the past and it just hasn't worked to their expectation. Um. What kind of things would you say um Friend Master brings to the table to help that type of um uh, situation become more successful? Well, what I would say in general is there's no silver bullet, and depending on the type of franchise, uh, different uh, marketing initiatives will bring uh, more suitable candidates. So typically on the lower cost uh, investment range of uh, franchises, you know, maybe sub $50,000 uh, investment uh, may do well on certain types of uh, franchise portals. Um, mm-hmm. Not uncommon that uh, the broker community, uh, the, and what that means is a franchise consultant or often, often called brokers uh, who mm-hmm. are working with uh, people to help find a suitable franchise for them and navigate through, well, I think at any given day, there's 3,500 franchise concepts on the market. Uh, A franchise broker consultant can be a great uh, help in finding and narrowing down that list. And they're going to talk with you about um, whether you want to have a lot of employees or you want to buy yourself a job, uh, whether you're trying to build a legacy business or uh, just a side gig or maybe something for uh, a spouse or children. So they'll really narrow down is to find out at the end of the day, you have to understand what your why is and then to be able to find an organization at the appropriate growth mode. You know, some people are interested in being um, right at the ground floor of a franchise concept. I remember what, again, when we were launching Massage Envy, people would massage as a franchise. Are you kidding? What, I wouldn't, I couldn't be in that. I was a school principal, for example. And uh, mm-hmm. But once they understood oh, it was a legitimate therapeutic massage clinic and, and it was a legitimate business, uh, then they could understand and, and were excited about being early on. And then there are other people that uh, want to be the 35,000th and one subway owner, and that's okay mm-hmm. too. No, that's great. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, and I and I notice this trend pretty pretty often. So a lot of people, um, you know, they they maybe been pretty successful in corporate America, and now they're thinking about, you know, um, what they want the next phase in their life to look like. Um, I've noticed in my in my personal background, normally the age demographic for someone in this in this situation is usually like early to mid fifties, if that. 
Um, and, they, and they've, they've cashed out. They've done pretty well. And now they're looking. They have enough money to start a business on their own, or they can also go the franchise route. And they're really grappling with that decision. Um, and obviously, there's no one size fits all on this. But um, but uh, but give me give me your insight. What would be some of the things that you would um, the benefits, the pros versus cons of going either way for this type of demographic? So it's the traditional build versus buy. Uh, conundrum and that and even in the IT world you know people uh, or companies that can either write their own software for some of the applications they need or they could go out on the market and get what's there and maybe tweak it um, and so it's similar in uh, owning a business some people I will say are definitely not suited to be a franchisee because frankly they are afflicted with what I call the NIH syndrome which stands for not invented here if they didn't come up with the idea it can't possibly be any good and those people will be very frustrated, as will the franchisor, uh, having them in their system. Um, I'll share a quick story. I remember a, a broker called me up with a franchise prospect for a barbecue restaurant I used to represent. And uh, he said, uh, but my candidate has uh, one question. How close to the menu does he have to stick? And, <laughs> exactly. And, That's the whole point. And, and I said... I said, I don't even want to talk to this guy because, you know, unless he wants to franchise his own restaurant. Oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. And he said, oh, and by the way, he's a chef. And I said, nah, we'll just, we'll go on to somebody else because um, he just, uh, you know, doesn't get it. Uh, he, he'll be frustrated. And that's, like I say, that's okay. Um, yeah. An interesting uh, fact with varying, uh, with kind of a range, but um Reportedly, between 8 and 12% of all businesses are a franchise, so uh, arguably a small percentage, and yet they represent um, somewhere upwards of a 50% of uh, retail sales. Mm -hmm. So small but mighty um, with a trillion-dollar impact on the uh, economy and millions of jobs. So franchising is a, a very viable way to uh, duplicate a system. Uh, and in all kinds of systems, everything requiring brick and mortar or home base, mobile, um, some with territories, um, some with uh, un you know unfettered territories and more consulting. There's lots of different ways to uh, slice it. But you brought up an interesting point about franchising and mistakes. That's what I consider the franchise fee for that a franchise or uh, charges is mistake avoidance that they've mm -hmm. gone through and made the mistakes. And they pay a franchise fee so they can plug into a system that's uh, uh, branded, locked and loaded, and just uh, follow the system. They should be uh, able to uh, execute on that and, and see some level of success, whatever that means to them. That's great. Um, so, Dan, boy, if somebody's listening to this and they want to um, learn more about FranMaster or yourself, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Of course, our website is actually embedded uh, in um, – uh, Facebook, interestingly enough, uh, friendmaster.com. Uh, the best way to reach me is to text CFE, as in Certified Franchise Executive, uh, to 90210, and that will uh, uh, send a text back with my uh, contact info, and they can reach me that way. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Dan, I really appreciate your time today and educating um, myself and the listeners on what it means to go the franchise route or not. So thank you for that. And to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in and your attention. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things that um, make podcasting possible. I really appreciate it. And uh, Dan, thank you again. Have a wonderful day.